Oh, okay. Ooh, wow. I see there, there you go. Is there a cricket in there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. It's an abrupt Sorry. cut there. Temporary. You need to work on like a little, little smoother. A little fade out. Yeah, a little yeah. intro music fade out. Yeah. It's only so many skills one person can be responsible for. I mean, he's got all of them, so. Yeah. No, I mean, we do have, it looks like we might have two more here, so. I know, that's hey. what I'm saying. All right, we got, we got a special pod today. So Four just people. elevated. Four people. We just capped out on the pod, like, we just elevated to the highest We're the form next of level. podcasting. Yeah. But they've been trying to do a podcast, too. have been doing one, so it's oh, like yeah. now. Got, like, we had frustrations of trying to do it right. I think more people is better because you just have more hands on deck to get shit done. More is better. Yeah. More better. Absolutely. More is better. More better. You got more skills. You got more everything. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? David, you can go first. I'm David. Are we doing last names or are we just going shots first names? with David? Yeah, shots with David. Maybe, yeah. Shots with David. Um, you know, videographer, content creator. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Jay. Love it. Jay's physique, um, content creator, fitness industry, yeah. doing a little bit of video creation. I feel like I'm doing more media now than anything. Big media guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Two, two talented uh, media individuals. Yeah. That's how I'd put it. People that, you know, know, know what, uh, what hard work and uh, diligence looks like. Yeah. They, yeah, we they, said uh, yesterday, I was like, David always shows up. That's true. Three, I was like, yo, I need the code to let David in. He's <laughs> just sitting in his car on his laptop. I mean, we were getting shit done out there, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, we were chilling. This this is a prime example, though, because to give backstory to it, me and David met because David was just running Instagram ads, and I was like, smart, just run Instagram ads. I saw it. I was like, hey, you want to do music video? Went on God Bite. That's all it takes, man. I, I think people discount just, like, putting shit out there. Like, it probably wasn't a ton of money to do it. It's just like, all it takes is one right person to see it and just being like have the need or just kind of be in the mood. Like, you know what? Like, damn, that was kind of like how I met Linus. He was like, he posted, it was like a hundred bucks for a photo shoot. And I'm like, bro, it wasn't even a hundred bucks. I think it was like 50 bucks or something. I'm like, what do I have to lose? I'm, I want to shoot some photos. I'm like, this dude's really talented. Yeah. It's just like putting yourself out there. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's priceless. Well, it was a combination right of seeing the quality of his content, seeing his page and then being just like making it happen. So yeah. I think it's just like, you know, you look at it now, it's like definitely had a positive ROI. Yeah, it was a solid, solid, solid $50 ad. <laughs> yeah, definitely had a positive ROI for him. Um, and yeah, we've just been kind of nurturing our relationship of working together. We started doing music videos and some content for Bully Billows and other stuff and just been inching towards trying to do more. It's like, you know, it's just like our relationship. It's like when you click with someone and you can create with them and it's like it, it's easy, you know. Yeah, That's when you like got to you got to lean natural. into that, and then you know you you became friends with Jay. You brought Jay into the fold, so it's like when you have a good group, it's like it's like the it's a law of attraction, mm-hmm. right? You bring all the great minds together. You just four x your productivity and your output that you can actually do. I think it's hard though these days. It's like really hard to find good talent. Like you might find somebody that's like really good at editing but wouldn't drive or like really good at editing, but only when they want to edit, have no work ethic. It's like mm-hmm. finding talented individuals who actually want to get to work and do stuff. And like, you'd be like, Hey, like I think together we could really like build and grow something like big. It's like, and they want to do it. Like it's hard to find a group that wants to do that. So I think it's whenever I identify that, I feel like you and I are really good at that. It's like when I identify somebody, I'm like, that's a talent. And I don't necessarily have like a, I don't know what mold we're putting that into yet specifically, but I'm like, 
we just need to like go with that talent and then like make something out of it. Yeah. Right. Like really hungry individuals, really. Yeah. Like willing to learn and, you know, put in the extra hours. Even, yeah, even for me, like being in this like space of entrepreneurship for a, a limited amount of time, just like talking to people, you can, I can instantly tell mm-hmm. after like a conversation if their, their mindset is similar. Yeah. And you definitely, I mean, like we're a little older now than them at least. So it's like, we, it's really easy to like tell when people are with it and like they're trying to get it. Or if people are just trying to like scrape the barrel of the bottom and like mm-hmm. check the box so they can like be like, well, technically I did this. I did it. I yeah, mean, right. we've run into plenty of individuals that just like yeah. talk the game and then you meet them and you're like, bro, like Come I've on. been, been there before. I bullshitted my way. And like, you can sell that to somebody who hasn't done it. But like, yeah. bro, when you run into your past yeah. self, you're like, I'm like, bro, I see right <laughs> through this. Right. And then if you see somebody else who's like, yeah, like you're doing a lot of things that I wasn't doing before, but I can I can recognize the talent and you can yeah. see the work ethic. It's it's easy to tell. It's like I me, mean, we're showing up on the weekend. You know, you got yeah. people that are willing to show up on their weekend when that's like most people's free time to go do whatever they want to choose to do. And it's like Damn, it is the weekend. You got people in yeah, here on a Sunday. Sunday, like yeah. doing this. It's like, well, there's only so many people that really want to do that. I mean, we woke up seven, we were out shooting this music video, came here, six thirty, shot a music video, came here, worked I mean pretty much just like how any other day we go. Just yep. yeah, Monday. I mean but, every day is a productivity day for us. So but I think also it's like the environment. So it doesn't feel like work because everyone enjoys what they're doing. Yeah. It's like we'd be doing it anyway. It's just Yeah, if we didn't have this uh space, I don't yeah. think it would be as conducive, but but not be as conducive. But I mean that's space like, definitely helps. Yeah. But also, it's to your point, even with the last office, like all the offices, it's like when you curate a space to have a certain vibe, it's like it's going to speak to the right people. It's like if they weren't into working out or like cold plunging and all the other stuff, this space wouldn't be as cool. Like if someone's not into this stuff, it's not as cool. Bring right. that person there, like, whoa, this is like the, the, the spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. it has everything that we need. I mean, you can shoot content all day. I mean, you can get your agenda done or whatever it may be. Like The cool thing is this space, like, lends well to, like, anything. You could shoot some shitty content, and it just looks cool because the space is good. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Super aesthetic. Everything is super clean. Yeah, the aesthetic in here is ideal. It's that raining so hard easy. you can hear the rain. That's, <laughs> that's wild. It is raining like a motherfucker. Today. Yeah. So we, we can do a quick recap. I had a not really a busy week. You guys got back from... I felt it. like we fucking packed a lot in on that. We did a lot, week. yeah. I mean, but then we rolled right in. I think it's because we didn't really take a weekend. I mean, it, we had fun yesterday, but it's like we didn't really. We've just been working. Yeah. And stuff done. Shot some Madre content. Went on the, took, took the boat out for the first time of the yeah, season. Yeah, de-winterized the boat. Which was a nice, nice little, nice little excursion. De-winterized the jet skis, but we didn't um, test them out yet. So it would have been a little cold. I think it would have been. Yeah. Um, weather's changing, so it's nice. Yeah, I'm hyped. I feel the energy just like I feel like the summer energy creeping up, and I'm, I'm here for it. Me too. I think everybody's ready to come outside. Seven, seven degrees. Yesterday felt like, good. I was like, mm. I like it. Yeah, like we were really contemplating shorts coming and out last night too. Shorts and a shirt. Yeah, we almost did go shoot sun. last night. We, we, we sidelined it for the morning. I think yeah. the morning was a better option. Definitely a better call. Yeah, I think the energy would have been kind of low after a busy day. Would y'all shoot the music video? Yeah, we shot the shot the music video this morning. Bart. We got so a lot of good It's shots. funny because I'm noticing like my performance ability is like much more natural now. So like we've done videos and I've only really done music videos with David. Other ones I just shot myself or had mm-hmm. Kelly hold the camera. And it's like if you watch the first ones and like some of the scenes from this one, I'm like, damn, I actually look like way more natural. Yeah. Not fumbling my legs around. But also a lot of times when we shot music videos, it's like I just cut the song and I'm like, all right, let's do the video. And so I don't know all the lyrics. Like I, 
maybe if there's other artists listening to this at all, they'll understand. It's like, you would think you make the song, like, you know, the lyrics the best, but like I make so many songs. I'm like, wait, what comes next? Which one? Which one? Like, so, but it was a good time. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we got a lot of amazing shots. I saw it on the computer and then we got a lot of BTS, a little bit of the vlog. Like, (laughs) yeah, we we got a lot lot of footage footage to go through. Yeah. I think it was like 200 gigabytes in total worth of footage. Yep. So we how, got how did you get into videography, David? Maybe you can share people out there. I've always been doing videography, honestly. Like technically, you know, like yeah. grabbing my mom's little point and shoot camera and just making little little yeah. dumb videos when I was a kid. Um and then just progressed. As for like a, a DSLR when I was in high school. And then I was just that kid with the camera in high school. Um then from there, just kept moving on. I kind of stopped for a little bit and I was like, mm, I don't really know what I want to do. Uh, then I bought, like I used all my savings for, uh, <laughs> for a Sony camera. Cause that was like all the hype, get a Sony camera. Um, and then yeah, kind of just flourished from there, honestly. Then I started yeah. taking it serious, actually making money off of it. And I saw the potential for a business and just kept working at that. What was the first time you charged money for video? So I think that's the first roadblock for people is like being confident enough in your skill. Like I can yeah. charge for this. Yeah. What was that first first shot first shoot for you that you charged for? If you remember mm. it. Well, the thing is, I made money just because people. I'd be like, it's free, but if you want, to, you know, what I'm saying tip, tip. Yeah, give me a little yeah. cash. Give me a little something. <laughs> I mean, you have pretty good business sense. I'll say that. That's what. That's yeah, something that yeah. stuck out to me when I first met you. So yeah, I mean, now it's all about providing value before anything, and yeah. that just brings people back immediately. Anyway. Mm. Now, yeah, um, the first. Mm, I'm not sure honestly because I did a lot of free shoots and people would pay me. Like with, without me asking. And then I like, after a while, I wanted my skills to be there. So I was confident within asking somebody for money, you know? Mm. Um, so maybe I'm trying to think, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you the first actual shoot. Cause it, it would, it wasn't high numbers. It was mm. like, I remember that I started out with $2 a picture and I was scared to ask people for that. $2 a picture? $2 yeah. a picture? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, like, man, that's a great Dude. deal. And then this guy shows up and it's like, <laughs> you're like, oh shit. No, literally I had, I had a guy, I had a guy, he was like, oh, $2 a picture? Yeah, take as many as you want. I took like a hundred pictures. He was like, wait, this is $200 now? I was like, yeah. You said take as many as you want. <laughs> uh, yeah. I went home, edited him the same night, turned him around. He was like, can we do payments? I was like, all right, dog. That's that fine. Kind of client. <laughs> well, they, that's the first lesson you learn. It's like, you know, you, you sell a cheap service. It's like, right, you get the, the people that want the most for the least. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. It's like yeah, websites, yeah. like doing a $500 website. That guy wants like a $3,000 website. It's like 20 bucks. pages deep. Yeah. So many revisions, updates. They think they know. They're like, man, this should be included in the cost. I'm like, what the fuck do you know <laughs> right. about? How do you, what, what There's are you a whole description about? of what Doesn't is included. Yeah. In like Fiverr is a great example of that. That's true, though. It's always the, the least paying clients that, like, are the pickiest. so annoying, yeah. you know? Jay, how'd you get into, like, social media? Because you, you started out posting and building your own personal brand first, and then you've just been more exploring cameras more since then? Or tell yeah. us a little bit more about that. Like, I mean, he got me into cameras. I mean, my, like, first videos, I was making little Minecraft videos 10 years ago, 2014. 
Oh, yeah, that was it last night. I was like, yeah, I never played Minecraft. They're like, I've never met a man that hasn't played Minecraft. I'm like, I'm like, I'm <laughs> 30, bro. Like, Minecraft was like, if I played Minecraft, I would have been like 16. It would have been weird. I've heard right. of Minecraft. I have no clue. Uh, yeah, like, I, Tim, I, Tim bought it on the Xbox. I'm like, I don't know. What I know what it is. I don't know, like, what you do in it. You never, I just like, played it. I, I never played it. it I grew know? up on it. I know, like, yeah, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. But I played Grand Theft Auto. Oh, that was fun. San Andreas and everything back then. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Minecraft was it though. So but what anyway, is, what is Minecraft? Yeah. yeah, what is Minecraft? What I mean, Minecraft? it's like just a creative game. I mean, you <laughs> this build. This is so wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like it brings out the creativity in you. Honestly, but is it like though. Sims? Like a little ass kid right now. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, have you ever played Sims? Do you guys know what Sims is? Like where you'd build cities and like you have yeah, little families kinda like and all that, that yeah. kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that. It's uh, the graphics are definitely a lot lower. Everything is super blocky. The very basics of Minecraft is like a survival game. Right. But then like within Minecraft, there's people turn it into different things. So yeah. it could be like um, a war game or it could oh. be like um, uh, player like, versus like player. a world building game. Yeah. It, it could uh, be like just fighting, just building, just sur- like a survival. Like a that's the best way things. to put it. I mean, like people, yeah. I mean, you start off with a dirt house and then I would build like cities and mansions and then I would sell it for a couple hundred dollars and then they would put that on their server. And everybody would play it. So I started with that. I made YouTube videos, speed building. People really liked it. And I started doing like uh, streaming, Twitch and all that stuff. And uh, I would always pay attention to like what bigger YouTubers did. And I would try and mimic their like their captions, their descriptions, their titles. And I would always mimic it. And I had like a book, a little notebook. Mm. And I would take notes with that. And um, eventually I kind of fell off of it in high school. Um, I tried to like get off of playing video games and like wasting my time. So I kind of fell off of it for a while. And then towards the end of like high school, I got back on social media and I took everything I learned from playing video games and YouTube, put it on Instagram, started building a following that way. And then um, I just used all the same stuff, started posting consistently, mimicking bigger uh, influencers, stuff like that. And then I got with David and he introduced me to camera gear and higher quality stuff that kind of propelled my whole like social media and once i saw the results of that and that i could charge for like a valuable service that i could provide um i really started taking it a lot more serious especially the camera aspect because having higher quality content people really want to see that versus like you know little blackberry phone that i was recording on before but how, how'd y'all meet y'all just like through social media or i was locally <laughs> or so i like when i first started um i was just hopping business to business like i was just asking them if they needed photos sure and um, he was working at one of the dealerships. Yeah, I was a little detailer. I was washing cars at the time. Yeah. And I was like, um, hey, do you guys need pictures? And then he, I guess he saw me with the camera and he came up to me and started talking like, to me. He was like, yeah, I do gym stuff. And he was wearing like super baggy clothes. So he just looked like he a, like, a no lengthy way. skinny guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like, he showed me his page and he's just like ripped. I'm like, the hell? I was like, <laughs> I was like, let's get a workout in. A downlighting dog. Yeah. The funniest part about that is like, you didn't even think I was going to show up that day. I was like, let's get a workout right after work. Let's go. The gym was like five yeah, minutes up the street. Literally. And well, so. That, that was the big thing. Like for me, every time I brought up working out with people, um, they'd be like, yeah, we should work out sometime. And then I'd be like, okay, let's go like in a couple hours. And they're like, nah, I mean, I can't make it like maybe next week or something. But like I asked him and he was like, yeah, let's do it tonight. And then ever since then, we just. We've just been going at it. Like, that's I, like Owen earlier. He's like, yo, man, like, you ever got like open slot for me to work out? Like, let me know how I was like, yeah, tomorrow, 7 a.m. You want to show up? You can work out with me. He's like, uh, 
I mean, oh, really? I was like, tomorrow, 7 a.m., do you want to show up? Like, you can work out with us. Like, I don't think people realize, like, we work out like that every day now. Yeah. It's not like a... It's not like a little regimen thing. It's like part of lifestyle. It's part of everything you do. Every day, 7 a.m. But that's the way I go about it, and that's, like, kind of why we clicked, is because everything that we said we were going to do, we would actually do. Yeah. And that just kind of propelled everything from me helping him and us talking about social media. He started taking, like, gym pictures and videos and helping me. And I would, you know, keep his car clean or I would help him um, with social media yeah. or whatever it may we, be. He was a detailer, so I, I'd trade him content and he'd, like, clean my car, like, every week. Yeah, we would work out it's together. A fair trade. And I would give yeah. him little points and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it all worked out and we kind of just built a relationship When from Phil there. gets his cars clean, the detailers come there here, like, from 9 to 5 at least. Yeah, to clean day. all those cars out there. Full day. I mean, you got to. It's it a very tentative kind of thing. Like, I would wake up at 7 because I was a detail manager. I was 7 to 7 every day. And we went to the gym right after that and then eventually like kind of fell off that job. And then we started focusing on social media a lot more right after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y'all are full time right now to working together. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. We're running our little media company right now trying to scale that up. So then you ran into us. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's like right when I met David, I basically moved here. So it was yeah. like, we did one music video. I was like, bro, I'm moving to Charlotte. So kind of just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy's dope. I finally yeah, found someone that was like, <laughs> when I met David, I was like, damn, this guy shoots the way I would shoot if I was working with someone, which is like very uncommon to find. Normally I like, I've tried to work with people and I'm just like, I just do this myself. Yeah. But I, met, I was like, damn, but he actually knows what he's doing. Right. I feel and like everybody's moving to Charlotte. It's, the, to Charlotte. it's becoming a new hotspot. I it mean, really I didn't know much about it, but I mean, every time we come out here, there's always something to do. He's introducing me to something new. Like, yeah. Well, even like I've employees, that we've, I mean, Matt and I got another Matt and it's like, listen, you, oh, yeah, you want to work right. here. Like you got to be here. Right? Yeah. This like it makes I'm, a difference. I'm all for like being able to work remote in the car on the road. Cause I think that's an important facet, but I'm also yeah. like. Bro, if we're going to collaborate and do shit, like, you need to be in this vicinity. Yeah, and like, if you're not and you can't show up when I be like, hey, like, show up tomorrow at 7 or show up tomorrow at 9, you're like, oh, i got to drive three hours. I'm like, bro, that's only going to work a couple times. Like, if you want to be a part of this, like, you need to be here on site. And yeah. it's like, we just let people go that don't want to do that. And, right. like, could, they, there's people that try to tote that line, like, no, I can. No, you need to be invested. I can, I can like, fake it. I can, like, make it happen. Like, no, bro, there's no way. She catches up. It's like you're not going to build something great if you can't be there, part of the part of the team, part of the culture. I mean, it's like I was starting to feel, it's like it felt disconnected where it's like you come and you're like, there's a whole team here, people that work every day. Yeah. I'm just not part of that. Yeah. You know? It's just so much more convenient in person, like, rather than having to text somebody and wait for it and, like right. literally, hey, like, well, like the, an, what we the do, the there's so much stuff that happens on the fly. I mean, think yeah. of like we were doing the blame things. Like I live in Raleigh. It's like what are we gonna drive? Like it's just, it's just not convenient. It doesn't. It's not as conducive to like peak. The peak day can shift so yeah, quickly yeah. that like you have to be on site because it's like yeah. yeah, we might not have a necessary plan on a certain day or for a certain time period of the day, but it's like shit just comes up. Something things might happen. happen. Yeah. Ideas come up. That's the other thing. It's just like talking about ideas, like. It could be as simple as us just like watching a movie together in here and just like some idea comes up like do we shoot a pod or we should shoot content around this or like let's mood board it or whatever it's right. like I don't Kinda know like there's, there's, a, there's an energy yeah. of like being together even if you're not necessarily like what's the, the task today we might not know but it can come up at any point in time 
Yeah. Yeah, very literally. I mean, like when you were just looking at the clips of the boat, you had a whole vision. You wanted this and that. You wanted different shots. Yeah, then I'm like, fuck, like, let's it. like talk about like maybe really structuring something out. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we have everybody here and we can all throw in different ideas. He already knows what angles and colors are going to work best. And then you have the vision. It all just kind of comes together yeah. when we're here. Jay has the hashtags. Depends on the league, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I think it, I think it's a big testament, especially creatively. It's like maybe maybe that works better, like you're, so you're a computer engineer or something like that. Maybe that's like like works well remotely. It doesn't really matter if you're in person or if you're. I mean, you know, back remote. end things, yeah, maybe. But like when you're creating stuff, and it's like even just setting this room up th- this way, so it's like it takes a lot of energy to just like set something up like this with one person and be responsible for all this just technical equipment yeah, and like the shot right. and the way it looks and the cards and the batteries. It's just like, it can be a lot like scaling that up beyond. And then like everything post-production versus when you have a handful of people to like assembly. I mean, there's line. a reason people build teams just yeah. makes everything a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, having multiple eyes, some people will notice different stuff as well. Like you yeah. might be so busy doing one thing. That he doesn't notice the other thing like that light back there kind of died, but I was gonna yeah. say nothing about that. Yeah, the light did die behind you guys, but sorry. Damn, damn, you're our, slipping. We're just inching our way, <laughs> silly but true. I mean, we've come a long way on the podcast since the first episode. I feel like first episode was in uh, Van Story. Yeah, we need one more person. How many episodes do you guys have? On the pod. Well, normally Tim's here too. I'd say. Yeah, this is an impromptu pod, but normally Tim's here and he can he kind of helps get everything set. That's not technical. But yeah. That's a lot yeah. of fun, then. Yeah. I mean, setting up the podcast, I mean, everything looks beautiful. We're all kind of working together. And then you two had different ideas of where we should put the lights, helping each other out. Like, that kind of teamwork, it yeah. really it helps out a lot rather than, you know. I figured that's how kind of all the, how everything would go, honestly. Right. I mean, having a team, that's very important. Yeah. And like Matt was talking about, like. You know, yeah, it's just scaling it up from here, right? Like, let's just, like, we got a lot of, uh, we keep talking about low-hanging fruit, just, like, stuff that's, like, at the sideline waiting to get yeah. called in. I think it's easy to feel guilty that it's, like, not to tackle the low-hanging fruit, but then I also, like, think you can't discount, like, the timing of, of it, too. It's, like, yeah, tackling low-hanging fruit, but with, like, the wrong people might ruin the opportunity, right? Where it's, oh, like, if there's sure. low-hanging fruit and your patient's, like, the fruit's not going anywhere... But I want the right people to pick off the tree. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like what's worse, say it's like freight, right? It's like there's nothing worse than having a great truckload sending and the, the driver fucks it up, right? Yeah. You know, it's like you want control over that. So it's like sometimes it's worth waiting for the right people. So it's no, like, I it's, mean, it's, it's like I have great ideas for where we should take it, but I'm like, I don't have all the technical aspects myself to like really plug it in and like take it and make like the most optimized route for it. And so it's yeah. like having the right people where it's like, yeah, let me run this aspect of it, and then you run that aspect, and then, like, you're running this one, and it's, like, together, then it's, like, it makes it a success. If it was just, like, us, just like that, and something else, it's, like, who knows, right? Like, we may just, like, it, we, got, we might get burnt out on it, because, like, yeah, we just don't have the, the full capacity to do it. That's why it's hiring, like, integrators, people that are, like, very skilled at the certain things. It's, like, that's what's going to make it succeed. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. Like allocating different tasks to very specific people. I mean, he's solely yeah. video. And that's then- been huge. Just having, Jay, like, just me being, you know, making the actual content. Now I literally can offer a whole other service having Jay. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's I mean, huge. we do it's literally, literally like, everything. It's literally half of what I do. Mm-hmm. And so now, now, not only can you offer just videos, but your clients, like we're going to have the meeting with the real estate. We can offer them the page management. We can offer them. Um, literally you know, everything. Like they can be completely hands off. 
Mm. They don't just, have to do anything, and then the money just it. flows back and forth between us, and then we can just keep reinvesting that. I mean, it all just works together. Exactly. That was another thing I liked about David. It's like every time, every time he got paid, he comes back the next shoot. He's like, oh, I got this camera. This yeah. camera. This he just reinvests it. So, he doesn't yeah. go spend it on dumb crap. Like we were just talking about the other day. He's not out here spending it on, you know, the, the non-essentials like alcohol. He's not traveling. He's not. He spends it on his business, and he keeps growing he it. Spends getting a hustling stuff. on Facebook Marketplace. And I do. <laughs> no, literally. And I don't. I don't. If the thing <laughs> Working is people like, down. <laughs> it's not. It's not literally. It's not. Um, like I don't feel like I'm missing out either. Like it's not, not like damn. Like I, I wish I could go out instead of buying this piece of gear. It's like. I'm like, oh, I get this piece of gear. Like, comes yeah, because you're, you're focused. So you're like, you do it, then you buy it, and then you see it's like, oh, this makes me this much more either faster, more nimble, or like my, yeah. the, the product that I'm able to give is a lot better so then I could charge more. It's like you see the ROI mm-hmm. when you're doing that. It's much more fulfilling yeah. than just traveling and like, oh, cool, I wasted a whole weekend in Puerto Rico or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Not to say that it's not fun. It's just not It's fun. fun. It's, it's a not great experience. Yeah. 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 We'll get there. So how did it feel to have your Facebook account shut down? <laughs> this guy, I was. Oh my god! Like David, for context, David, for context, David there's a guy named Alex Gappy on TikTok. I was like, it was on the for you, and it was like a live stream, and I got like you basically paid him like 10, 15 bucks to like prank call people. So I was like, all right, I'll get in the queue. Like you just skip the line. Throw, so throw, the, throw the clip up there. Throw the yeah, clip throw the clip in. <laughs> and uh, I was gonna have him prank call Phil, but he was doing engagement photos. So I was like, mm, I don't know if the timing's right. Did you see the video? <laughs> Yeah. So I, I was like, you're like, 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 he was like, you're basically like, shut down. You're like, all right, man, it's cool. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, yeah, I had him prank called David, and David's notorious for, for uh, not giving a fuck. Getting deals on Facebook Marketplace. So he's like, the best one. <laughs> yeah, man, you've been hustling, like identifying some really good deals out there. And like, we just We're don't like that you're making money We're not doing stupid. that. Yeah. Right. Like, I was like, this sounds dumb as hell. Like, get out of my phone. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so we're going to have to shut down your Facebook account. David's like, yeah, he's like, uh, okay. right. it's kind of stupid, but sure. <laughs> I mean, he said after he said it's shutting down no matter what. I was like, then stop okay. talking to me. Like, what are you calling me for, Doc? Just to rub it in your face, <laughs> just alerting you, sir. That was funny yeah. though. But yeah, this that guy was really calls goofy. Me. He was like, so you're you're uh, getting uh, your account shut down, and I was like, you fucking asshole. You would just get on the person. app, and it would be shut down. He, they wouldn't even call. Yeah, you. I was. Yeah. He was just like, oh, he was actually using his brain. That's that really funny, funny dude. That oh. was funny. I mean, but you, most of your like gear, like a lot of the Tire stuff that we got, <laughs> a little sleepy, huh? It's been a long, long weekend. Yeah, a lot of activity. Yeah, yeah. been doing a lot this week. What's the best equipment y'all have gotten recently? Like, what's been like the real? What like like what's made a difference in the content that we've made? Yeah, or like it's yeah, funny. Just, like, technically, I bought um a six thousand dollar <laughs> camera. Jesus, FX six. Yeah. But honestly, like you've used it three times. I bought that camera and I was like, this is going to be a game changer. And then I bought a like $200 gimbal and the gimbal has been more of a game changer than that camera. That's how it is sometimes though. Yeah. Well, I remember when I got it, I got a black magic camera a few years ago and I'm like, I was so excited about it. Built it. It like looked awesome and cool. I'm like, this thing's fucking heavy. It's got a big ass battery. It's not, it doesn't have stabilization. I've, my workflow is twice long. I've got to grade every clip, and then it just was like, yeah, unforgiving. Yeah, and you're just like, damn. And this was more expensive, but you feel like you you feel like I I need to make this work like to justify that I have this thing now. Right? Uh, yeah, for and me then you go like, back. You're just like, this just doesn't make sense. It, it felt like the next step. I was like, all right, this is the next step. And I feel like it's not the next step. I feel like where I'm at is kind of 
pretty dialed in. Now it's just about expanding on where I'm at. Well, it's funny because we did that YouTube video and it's like out of all the equipment, I was just like for this video, I just knew it was like an important video for you. So I was like, I'm just going to use my tried and true camera setup, gimbal, everything that I would like use if I was like in prime Matt Hubble videography days. Mm-hmm. Best video I made in a while. I was like, yeah. fuck, why does this look so good? This yeah. is like my old setup. That setup probably costs like 900 bucks to build now. A7R2 yeah. and that 2414. Yep. Butter. I mean, I remember when that A7R gear. came out. It was like the camera to have. Mm-hmm. I had a camera for like 10 I mean, it's falling apart, but yeah. I just love it. It's a good camera. I love it. <laughs> what is that, the one before the three, the A7III? Um, that's the one I had yeah. before. That was the first camera that kind of changed everything for me, the A7R2. It's oh, more, is that the one you were vlogging on in New York with uh, Ian? Yeah. Okay. It's funny when it I think about really it, I've been, I've been doing videos my whole life too. Like when you were talking about it, I was like, man, I, I remember the first camera I had. It wasn't even mine. I used to have these two friends in Wilmington. I'd go to their house like every day after school, and they had this camera called a Digital Blue. Remember this camera at all? Mm-mm. It's called a Digital Blue. It was like this. It was like a toy basically, but it was like a little thing, and you could make videos and clip them up on the. It had like some software just that came with it, and we used to like. We were really into Cirque du Soleil when I was a kid, and they had trampolines, so we would just make these like trampoline videos of us doing. Oh, tricks. those were so much fun on this Digital Blue. Matt Matt Shaven, he used to really be into photography, me and him. He was he, telling me that, yeah. He had, like, fucking all these sick-ass Canon, like, prime lenses. like all. He the says Canon. he still has them, I think. Yeah. And I remember I bought, like, a, a Canon body, and I was like, yo, bro, let me, can I borrow this? Tele-? I remember I borrowed his, like, telephoto lens. It was, like, a $1,700 lens he had for, like, a year and a half. He was just like, yeah, man, like, I need it back. I need it for, like, this. I'm shooting some cars, but, like, I was just like. Appreciate it, man. I got so much content on that thing. Oh, yeah. He used to have mad <laughs> camera gear. I mean, he used to do, he was like the first guy I was like, me and him, it's like when I did the Silly Band Company, he did our logo and. Say Silly Band? Yeah. He said on Silly Band Company back in the day. I mean, that, that was, was super back. profitable Silly back bands then. Are coming back in. You got a lot of my money. What about the Live Strong right. Bands? We should bring those back. It's been about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Those are due for. I remember when those came out. I went to like a, it was, must have been like an eighth grade end of year pool party at the farm in Chapel Hill. And that was like Livestrong Banks came out. And I remember it was like, everybody, I was like, what the fuck? What are these? What a weird trend. And everybody was like, bro, you don't have one? Like, and they were like sold out everywhere. I'm what like, is bro, it? I need to get one. Just like these guys, they're like, what is it? Yeah. It basically looked like this, but it's just rubber and it was yellow. And it was Lance Armstrong's for his like cancer foundation. And it was like before he got popped for steroids. And it was like, they were like five bucks. Yeah. You need, <laughs> but they were sold out everywhere. Damn. And then people made iterations. Like everyone had a band company with their brand name logo. Yeah. Yeah, but that was that, and then fact. remember, remember there was that year I was, I think I was in uh, middle school or high school, but they had this balance. It was like a, it was like a little band. It was yeah. like twenty bucks, so and it was supposed balance? to make you balance yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. You know? like, <laughs> they, they do the thing. Like, what the yeah, fuck? it's like at the mall. They're like, I, you, I can't push you over now. And you're like, I guess <laughs> yeah, okay. you can't. And then it's just like at the mall, spending twenty dollars. They really them. got people on that one. I remember some dude like debunking. He's like, bro, this, what the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> I just remember my dad just, being like, so, my dad over. being so frugal because my, my dad's a pilot. So he's going to Shanghai all the time. He comes back. He's got like 50 of these things. He's like, he's so frugal. He didn't even, he, even the balance band, he had to go get in Shanghai. He couldn't just get one for the mall. He asked for like 15 bucks. He's like, no, nobody. I got these for like 50 cents. Were Shanghai. you guys around when the, those baseball necklaces were a thing? The fuck is up? No, oh, I know you might. No, I never played baseball, so I never. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just popular. Even it, it was, was just one of those things. It was what like middle it? school for me. It was just like this necklace. It was like that, a cord. Oh, no, it was I like a cord those. necklace that baseball players would wear. Yeah. It was like made out of like cord, basically. I forget yeah, what yeah, material some, was. Something. Yeah, kind of like what they put the shark teeth on at the beach, so it wouldn't like. Yeah, yeah. it was like the same. I remember those. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a big thing. 
Yeah, that was just nah. one of those fads, just like the, yeah. the silly bands. And but anyway, else. I had the digital blue. That was the first camera I ever messed with. Then my parents had like a little point and shoot. They actually used to have like the handy cam with like, remember the DV, like the mini DVs? Yeah. That you had to like, you know, and you didn't want to rewind it too many times because <laughs> yeah. you didn't want to fuck the footage up. <laughs> yeah. What are you so guys I used about? to have one of those. <laughs> that was a while ago. <laughs> they had like, a point and shoot. <laughs> I used to play with the point and shoot. And I remember I used to make videos around my neighborhood. I would make like. I'll have to show you guys some of my first videos on my hidden YouTube channel. Yeah, my uh, my dad always had cameras growing up. Like my, we have just like albums and albums and albums yeah. and albums. I remember like growing up, my dad always took photos. And we were all so annoyed because he was like, we're taking a photo. Now I'm really thankful because I just got like so, so many albums. But then I got into skateboarding. And so like that's when I got into like video and editing because we would skateboard and we'd have like a fucking tape. It's like the tape. Yeah. put in and then like i remember I went to europe and like we skateboarded in poland and like we had that and like they would always That's get fire. fucked up they like live in tony hawk pro skater irl yeah, yeah and then Damn, like we're in poland skater, i'd go to this yeah. i'd go to the skate park and like finally like some nicer cameras came out and then you'd like at, go to lowe's and make your own handle for it and yeah. put like the duct tape with the foam and like fisheye lenses and then you get fish into, eyes like, are big in skateboarding fucking yeah. iMovie and final cut pro and so you were in the content creator world yeah i was just always so like now it's like because I was skateboarding, it's like everything to me is like you'd see a set of stairs. You're like, damn, I could think about somebody doing tricks. Like, what song would that look right. like? Right. Like, it's just second nature to you yeah. at this point. It's you just, just like, see the vision. Well, until I made music, I always thought like, oh, what song would go good in here? And now I'm like, oh, I could just make the right vibe for this, which is nice. That's a different time. Yeah, from start yeah. to finish, yeah. you're just. But it's funny when I think about it now. I remember in middle school, there's this. Bro- it was when you were playing a Three Six Mafia song. I had like a core memory unlocked. I was like, damn, you know what? In middle school, I remember I had this course where I had to go and like basically. It was like one of those classes where you could go do a bunch of different, like you could pick your own adventure type of thing. Like some people would go and do the module where it was like they had to learn how to make a bridge and like how bridges are made. And then I picked the one where it was like you had to learn how to like run a radio station. So I had to like go and mix a tape together and like I remember I had like Neo, Chris Brown, Usher, Three Six Mafia. It was like <laughs> it's like all these songs from like 2000, I don't know, four or five. You've been in the music scene, huh? Yeah, basically. Yeah, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I've been at this. Uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, 15 years deep in the music game. Actually, I see. hindsight. Damn. That's but helpful yeah. though. Everything the, you learned back then is my first. Kind of my first camera was that A7R2, and I remember I was helping to open this auto garage, and I just started out taking pictures of cars, going to like cars and coffee, and then I like had the goal to message someone and be like, uh, Bazanji actually, I was like, dude, you have any music videos? Like, let me shoot music videos for you. And I just said it in a way where he's like, I'm going to shoot music videos. I show up. I remember I had, remember the original uh, gimbal that was like a, a crane and it was like yeah. a huge unit. So I had one of those at the garage. So I brought that, but I didn't have a case for it. So I folded, I put it in a suitcase, a purple suitcase. <laughs> I've done it. And I'm first time at Bizandry, meet up the Panera bread. You know, where, uh, you know, in Chapel Hill, in Franklin. Yeah. You know, the Panera bread As I meet him. I meet him. I roll up with the fucking suitcase. He's like, for what? I'm like, yeah, there's a gimbal in there. We take it out. We do like this shot. It's totally overexposed. We look at him like, damn, I got to redo this. <laughs> damn. And I that's, think it was me. That's a bad feeling. Yeah, but I was like, I, he knew I was serious. I was like, no, we got to redo it, bro. Got to make it better. And uh, then I just never put the camera down. My my out. first camera was a like a legit camera was a Canon Rebel. When that first the first model so had, that right? came out, yeah, T five. I had the T five. Then I'd shoot photos at the skate park, and then like I'd walk around my neighborhood and I'd set it up and like set the timer and like do it. And then I remember I got like a nicer one where like you had the Canon app where you could like. See, to click it through your uh, phone yeah, to yeah, get the yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. I'd just like photo. I'd just take photos of myself. Like, I don't know. I was always just fucking into that shit. It's fun. So I appreciate yeah. content. Like when I see good photos or good video or good item, I'm just like, 
I'm like, yeah, I know what it takes yeah, you somewhat know to get there. So I'm it. like, I respect the craft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Kind of going back to what you said, like um, how the A7R2 was your first camera. I don't like to say that gear is like 100%, but that camera is kind of like game changing. Yeah, there's certain like there's certain thresholds when you're exploring a new yeah. talent or skill. It's like same thing with music. I remember when I went from like using this like hundred dollar interface and I went and just bought you know I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks and I was like this is a lot because I have no no validation to justify buying a fifteen hundred dollar interface, but it completely changed the game for me because it just like was so much easier to use, had so much more capability that it like. And I had more skin in it where I'm the type of person where I'm like, I need to have some skin in something to like feel the pressure sometimes of like exploring how to best use it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think there's thresholds in like any skill or craft that you get into where it's like gear doesn't matter to some degree, but then there are thresholds you can, you can elevate to that do change the game a little bit or like allow yeah. you to just really fully express your ability of that. Skill. I also think it's talent. Like if you're really good and you get a camera, it just like works with like your vibe and how like you operate. It's like, yeah. you could be way better than somebody who has a twice as good or twice as expensive camera. That's just like not as talented. Right. And right. so like, they're not putting in that same effort. Yeah. You if are. you're like, just somehow you're really good at finding the angle and doing the lighting and doing like the post mm-hmm. editing and stuff. It's like, Right, I can make a better thing that than you can with you know half the the quality of equipment. Yeah, I mean, that was me and true. David. Like when I first got the A7 III, like that was a big game changer for me from going from like the phone to that. No, oh, yeah, That's I mean, I had stuck at four thousand, and then the next year I was using the three, I jumped to a hundred thousand just will, from that. I will say for me, like, um, so you can definitely do a whole bunch of stuff, you know, with less. But whenever I got the nice stuff, it it made me want to learn everything that I could have did with that camera. Cause I just thought I was so limited with the gear that I had when I get new gear. I'm like, okay, it, I think it pushes me to learn more. Cause it's like, all right, I have this gear and I have to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with learning that I'm like, okay, it is true. Like I could have easily done it with this camera. I think yeah. it takes that though. Like sometimes you're like, I need to have this. That's like the missing piece. And you realize you're like, Oh, it's, it's really not, you know? And then you're like, yeah. well, fuck now I need to like figure out what is really the missing piece. And sometimes it's just like, Spending the time to like just like learn right. the skill or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it's like I I go back to that A seven R two and that setup that I love, but I take I approach it now with like everything I've learned from using other cameras and other like learning lighting more from like yeah. meeting you and being like, man, you know, lighting does make a difference. And you know, sometimes I'm I happen to just be a very hands on visual learner, so sometimes it takes me like even with music, I had to watch someone do it before I was like, you know, I could do that. So I think it's different for everyone, but you know, like you can always go back to that setup and and then, you know, approach it like from a whole different level from having used other equipment or pushing yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. Cause I think it's like, there was a point where I was using that camera and like all my videos started looking the same. Cause I'm like, I just do this and this way. And it just kind of was like, I was so comfortable using it that I didn't force myself to get a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's important. And I've, it's funny. I remember when I first went to get the A7R2, I went on Craigslist at the time. Might be before you guys' time. Before Facebook Marketplace, David, there was a thing called Craigslist. I I bought a lot of lenses off Craigslist. Yeah, Yeah, now it's basically just ran by, like, spammers, but... Yeah, I don't trust it anymore. No, it's pretty dangerous. But I remember I asked my buddy that was into videography, I was like, hey, what's, like, you know, what's the best camera I can get? And he's like, get the A7, or A7R2, or whatever. You know, he lists off a camera. And I didn't really fully hear what he said, so I went on Craigslist and looked like Sony A7R. I bought a Sony A7. 
There's a camera called the Sony. The it's a full body. One. It's a full body camera. No, it's not the same as the other camera. And I got it. And I thought in my, I, I didn't realize that this wasn't the camera he told me. So I got this like <laughs> big ass camera and I'm like, this is the thing, you know? Uh, so oh, you got a DSLR, but it goes to show, yeah, it yeah. goes to show like how, how just the placebo effect. Cause I got that camera and I was like, now I have a great camera and I got it at a steal of a price. <laughs> oh, no. Cause I did here. I am thinking I got the right camera. So I'm like, I got this at a steal of a price. And uh, I'm shooting videos on it. I remember, like, you know, my buddy worked at Raleigh Raw, so, like, I went and shot some videos for them. And he did the same thing, free shoots. And then one day I go, like, I meet my buddy to help him shoot something. He's like, yeah, you have the A7. You got that camera. I was like, yeah, yeah. So I show up to help shoot him. He's like, what the hell is that? I was like, A7. He's like, this is not the A7R2 or whatever. He's like, this is the A7. It's, like, not even an E-mount. It's, like, an A-mount or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, up until then I thought it was sick. And then really the game changer for me was just being able to use slow-mo and it being more, you know, without having a gimbal, I used to ride around on a hoverboard, you know, those hoverboards with the two wheels yeah, on the outside. Yeah, I used yeah. to like ride when I was wanted a smooth car shot. I had like a cage <laughs> and I'd hold That's the fun. camera in the cage and I would just ride the hoverboard. Hey, if <laughs> it works, it works. It's my gimbal shot. Those are clutch. I, that actually happened to me too. My buddy had a golf cart back where I lived in, um, in Fayetteville and that first the first time we used a golf cart to get a rolling shot, I was like, oh my God, this is game changing. It's <laughs> like, so smooth. I was like, this is butter. Like what yeah. is going on? Yeah. And then, you know, now you find yourself hanging out back with trunk, all this other stuff. Yep. So oh, still yeah. doing this that was the first time we ever did something. We, we took, uh, you, me, Phil, we met up in Asheville. You mm-hmm. met us there. You drove like eight hours that day up to Asheville. <laughs> yep. And then I had to drive to ECU the following day. Yeah. So, but that was a fun shoot. Yeah, it was. It was fun it was shoot. Dope. That was a good time. That was the first time. Back. Yeah. That was like the first time you got to hang out with Phil, really. Got to yeah. It up. yeah, it was the first time. It was a good time. But it was like, even then, it was like, just our, just the fact that we like, we got the, we, we didn't have to do anything. Like, we were just like, fuck it, let's pull out these lights and do the light painting. Yeah, Those, those photos are sick. Rainbow Road. Yeah. Those were Rainbow some sick Road. photos. I like that. The lighting, that was sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I understood how that's like, I've seen that lighting before. I'm like, I don't, what the fuck's light painting? Yeah. And you're just like, I remember when you did that for the Lexus that we shot, though. Remember the, the yeah. red IS? Yeah, yeah. Those turned out really yeah. good. It's just a cool effect. It's just a great little mix-up of what you can actually do with it and the different settings. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when you first got your FX, you got in, you're like, okay, I got to learn this camera. The very next day, he knew what every single button <laughs> on the freaking camera did. I'm a, I'm a big nerd when it comes to that. I watch every review. But that's good. Yeah. I mean, you're investing time until you're learning it, and that becomes very valuable as well. Yep. That's what yeah. I do. What was it about, like, when we first connected where you're like, yeah, I'm going to work with this guy? How serious you were, like, off-rip. You were like, yeah, let me know um, a price, and, like, we'll meet up, set a price. You're like, cool, can you come this day? And I was like, sure. And then the first yeah. day I met him, first day I met him, he was like, yeah, you can come up to the apartment. And I was like, I might get killed right now. <laughs> <laughs> I might get killed right now. I walked up, super cool, worked, did the, did the music video, everything. I was like. Pretty, it was pretty just ate first. We went and I got a meal though. Oh yeah, that's true. I was trying to eat with yeah, people. Yeah. I was trying to eat. I feel like when you eat a meal with someone, you like chop it up. Yeah, that so was you know, that yeah. was a meal too. He gave me the spiciest soup possible. You ordered the spiciest soup possible. <laughs> no, I did not no, tell no, you. You it. ordered it. I yeah. I ate it. I ate it. You were like, yeah, like this soup's good, and it just kept going. Well, that was at Brewery Bavana. So Kelly worked at Brewery Bavana. So anytime I was taking some out, I was like, we're going to Brewery because it's a great restaurant. And then like. When I walk in there and I bring anyone, there's like Kelly and her friends all work there and they just like 
bring plates, they bring food, they just like, you know, hook it up. They hook it up. So it's just like always oh, great. And like whoever I'm with, they're just like, damn, this person's getting food. <laughs> <laughs> the optics are yeah. great optics. Great optics. Yeah. But yeah. And then ever since then, it's been uh Well, and it was because I was leaving early, so I was like, damn, this is perfect because there's a lot of people that, you know, hit me up for like one off projects and I was like, I, I don't like to leave people hanging, but I just knew like once I moved out here, I was like, I'm not gonna be driving back to do like gigs. Like that's not what I was like moving out here to do. So it was like You just wanted to see if I had reliable transportation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was like, this is great because I can like, you know, hand these people off to someone that's like actually gonna do a good job. You know. Yeah. Which worked out. And hearing that like you were already in the industry and I, and also hearing that I was like, all right, he's either scamming me hard as hell right now or he's like super dope. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Sweet. So. I'm super dope. Yeah. Super dope. What is like the, uh, what was your vision when you first picked up a camera? Did you think that it was going to be like your full-time gig or you just had like a interest in that first? Or you, how like, um, like when I, when so you first started, serious, yeah, like, what, how, yeah. what did you, were you like, I'm going to do this to get by, or you're like, I'm going to do this all the way? Like, so honestly, your going into it? I didn't, so I was supposed to go into the Marines, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't for medical reasons, <laughs> and, uh, really? Same. No, <laughs> yeah. I did the same once they yeah. found out. so once that happened, I was like, all right, I didn't know what to do. Went to school, didn't really click, mm-hmm. wasn't clicking. Um, then I just started working. And I was just working for like six months, no purpose. I was like, all right, I saved up a little bit of money. I started taking um, pictures with the camera I already had, the mm-hmm. uh, T5i. And I was like, all right, this is actually fun. And then my, um, actually my uncle bought a property in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, I'm going to fly you out, take all the pictures um, for the Airbnb listings. And I was like, I'm not doing it on this camera. So I was like, I took all my savings, bought the um, Sony a7R II. And, um, <laughs> I actually shot it. I bought an A7R2 with an 85 millimeter to take real estate photo. Real estate nice. photos. Yeah. And, Good uh, recipe for, uh, yeah. disaster. they look great. It's just, you can't see the whole room. And, and I was like, all right, well, I'm stuck with this camera. Um, now I have to make, make it work. And I was already taking photos of like cars and stuff. That's how I started mm-hmm. taking photos of cars, $2 a picture. People started booking me a lot more, $5 a picture, $10 a picture, $20, Decided up et cetera. It. Yeah. And that's kind of the snowball. It feels like did that video. Like, yeah, I charge per second of video. It's a dollar <laughs> yeah. a second. Dollar a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd make a killing with that. that yeah. Raw. yeah. That'd be nice. Only an idiot would agree to that. <laughs> yeah. but, huh? How did you get into social media? Like, when did you start taking it seriously? Like, you saw growth? Or did you go into it? Like, I'm going to grow this account. Or you just started posting and then it was like, started gaining some traction. What was that like? Um, honestly, my first page I wanted to take very seriously, like 2014, back to the the Minecraft page. I used to Mm -hmm. watch, um, I would watch a lot of influencers, like when Call of Duty was a big thing, FaZe Clan, and they had a sensor and all of them. They were really big. And I would watch them. I was like, oh, I could do this. I I know how to edit. I know how to shoot. I know what people like. And I grew my first page, the YouTube, to 10,000, and I was getting ad revenue um, and I was building that. I was selling the Minecraft maps and everything. And from there, I knew I wanted to very seriously do social media. So I think from my first YouTube page is like when I wanted to take it serious. And then it kind of moved over to the most popular. In 2010, Instagram came out. Mm-hmm. And I would flip accounts. I would grow them to a couple hundred thousand because there was all the follow train stuff back then. Sure. And yeah. There was a lot going on when Instagram first came out. So I was selling pages then. I had my own personal page. And ever since... 
ever since the first page, I've just always been like very serious about, I know I can do this and I know that I can make money doing it. And um, I had a teacher in high school. He said, um, don't do something you hate. Find something that you love to do in life and find a way to make money doing it. And ever since then, I just found a way to make money doing what I love doing, which is making content. Yeah. That's cool. Cause I feel like it's like your guys' generation is the diff- the main difference between like me and Phil's like formative years and like, you know, grade school is like social media didn't really exist yet. So it's like, yeah. I feel like now people and probably now even more so than you guys, like people are growing up with the like, Oh, I can do that as a job. Whereas like, no, Bro, and that wasn't a job when we were growing up. It I was like in sixth grade color flip phones came out. My brother had a brick phone in Nokia where you play like snake on it. Yeah. And I got a flip phone for my first one. It was color from singular. Wireless. my brother lost his shit? He was pissed. <laughs> I remember I had the, the, I had the candy bar this? phone, like the, remember the ones that were like, I remember I had this bird game on it. And then and like, was like, yeah, yeah. Freshman or sophomore year, my mom picked me up from high school and she got the iPhone. And she was like, look, at that was when it first iPhone came out. The first cool phone was like a Sony Ericsson. I remember the Sony Ericsson was like the first cool phone that had like an actual camera on it. And, yeah. people, and that and what was the... It looked like a camera, right? It had the big camera on the end. It looked like the Sony like point and shoot. Yeah. And then they also had, um, what was the one that everyone had? The Razor. I had a Razor. The Razor? My razor got, phone I got stolen cool. from my gym locker. That's exactly Bro, at my high school, like people would steal from you and like... Flaunted. You would, yeah, like literally, oh, yeah. dudes I was friends with. Rich flex. Yeah, it was like, it would literally be like this dude Lee, and like I like I come from my country, I'm like, where's my Lee. cell phone? And somebody be like, bro, Lee stole your shit, dog. I go up to him, be like, yo, man, like I heard you stole my razor. He's like, yeah, I took it. I'm like, what? I'm like, first of all, what? And he's like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, bro, like you don't need it, man. <laughs> I need it more than you. I'm like, what the fuck? Brother, that's my number. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, I already sold it, man. I made 200 bucks. I need the $200 more than you do. I'm like, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) What the fuck is this wizardry that's going on? People back then. So another Drew Drew Shannon or somebody who's on the track team, he also had one stolen too. And they was like, we knew who it was. And he's like, yeah, man, like, you're just like a rich white kid. Like, you don't. Like, sorry, but like you, you'll I be like, the, 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 the attitude was like, you'll be all right. Like, no. like, dude, my dad's pissed. Like, you know, like I'm not getting another I cell phone. No, find my iPhone at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I probably had a phone or two taken too. I know I had one phone taken. It was just know, blatant. It was just like, yeah, they man, just did not care. It's just like, I, I need this more than you do. I didn't really get like bullied in school, but there are like a few select people. That but it was like, my friend. He's like, we can hang out later. Wow. That's not a no. friend. My guy. That's how you get your yeah, I, I wasn't like bullied in high school, but there's just like a few mean kids that just like, you know, I had my bouts with them where they were just like, you motherfucker. Like, I'm going to select you to be the, the brunt of my trauma. <laughs> that was definitely like my freshman, sophomore year. After that, it was like... Once I joined the wrestling team, we're, I, we're, I was... We're the elite. I was like, it's not happening to me. I, when I joined the wrestling team and I got like junior, I looked way more jacked. I, people, I got my braces off. People stopped fucking around. Well, that's me. when you start throwing kids around. They were like, yeah, I don't want that to be me. <laughs> Our school was reckless though, man. Like, like I watched uh, teachers get beat up. I watched like security officers get beat up. There's these two kids called the twins. They had to be about like, I don't know, five, eight, 300 pounds a pop. And they just walk around and like, they didn't give a fuck. And I remember one time, boys. yeah, it was lunchtime and it was like, all right, let's time to go fifth period. Still and everyone's Otis Spunk. So everybody's like, guys. yo, y'all got to <laughs> clear the courtyard. You got to go to class. And like, it was, it was raining. So they both had umbrellas that they just like were closed up. And security officer's like, y'all need to go. They're like one of the last, like, y'all need to go. We're like walking like, man, I'm not going to class. 
He's like, you're going to go to class to try to grab one? They whooped the shit out of the security <laughs> with umbrellas. <laughs> Beat the shit out of him. Did I? Left him on the ground and just walked away. Like, nobody did nothing. He's like, what are you going to do? What the fuck are you going to do? I yeah. watched one of them also. We were in, I was in a, um, in a uh, earth science class. We had a teacher named earth Mr. Hintz, and he was allergic to deodorant. Oh, no. And so, like, people would like fuck with him all the time. Like, we fuck. didn't want to take a test. That's They'd spray oh, axe or whatever. Oh, I remember that. But one time up. I had, it was uh, this up. dude named Cassio and uh, another big dude. And he was in class and, like, didn't give a fuck. And Mr. Hens was like, man, Cassio, if you just need to apply yourself, like, yada, yada. And, like, the classroom set up. You, you sit in the classroom, then the doors are the front to the left. But then there's also another door to his office, which has a glass window looking into the classroom. Yeah. Cassio was like, man, fuck you. And he's like, leave my class. And he gets up. Acts like he's walking to the door, walks into his office, locks the door, throws the desk up, all his shit, like, fucked it all. He's like, no, like, he's losing his mind. He's every, I mean, literally terror. It looked like a tornado went through it. Opened the doors, walked out, flicked That's him off. I was like, hilarious. I'm like, what are you going to do, man? This dude is like, you can't. Stacked. High school. Stacked. Nothing like, you lose. There's nothing you can do. And he's just like, left class. I had some serious shit happen, right? Like, serious incidents last. I remember one incident. I don't know. You might, you might have heard about this, these two things. One incident, I remember I'm, like, leaving, was, like, dating this girl in high school. She lived in, like, a neighborhood near mine. And my house was, like, I lived in, like, the neighborhood that was almost, like, connected to the high school, Panther Creek. And oh, so to Panther Creek? Yeah. And so they had this, like, next to Panther Creek it was my neighbor. And at the front of the neighborhood, they had, like, retail, Paris Teat or Bank or two, whatever. One day, I'm driving back from this girl, like, this girl I'm dating. And there's, like... Everything's blocked off. Every road is like makes no sense, you know. Still, like, don't like have a cell phone, so I can't really call anyone. It's like, what the hell? I didn't hadn't been driving long, so I'm like trying to figure out how to get home. And I finally like get home, and I was like, you need to watch the news. Like, you know, someone's like robbing the bank up there in the front of the neighborhood, and I'm like, holy shit! I watch it. Fucking my wrestling teammate is robbing this bank. And like fucking It was crazy I'm like what the fuck There's a kid on my wrestling team That I just spoken to Like a few It was like around Thanksgiving time And this guy ends up Like getting shot by the police Like you know Walking is like Didn't even have a weapon It was like a, it was like a police suicide Is what they end up calling it Is like he like Had something wrong with him Or something But like That was crazy And then even crazier The same year Same year There's like this kid That sits next to me in class He was into like the. Do you remember Juggalos Or like What was that Remember Insane Clown Posse? It was like a band. Oh, yeah. Okay. And there was like this look, and it just looked menacing. Like, it just like the kids would like kind of that were like into that music, just like the, the chain, big, remember those big chain jeans yeah. and like oh, baggy you know, jeans with the chains. They just look scary as fuck. Like, you're just like, I don't want to mess with any of these kids that like, yeah. And there's a kid that sat next to me. I can't remember his name, but I remember one day I'm sitting in class, and this like police officers come in, and they're like interviewing everyone in this class. It was a Spanish class. And they're interviewing everyone and had no idea why they're like asking about this particular kid. And, and like, he didn't really talk. He was like, you know, the kid that slept in class, if he was there and things like that. But I remember being strange. And then on the news, I'm going back to my mom. My mom's like, you know, she's a stay at home mom. So she's always, she always had like the news on. She's like, Oh my gosh, this thing happened. It was like, they had like tortured and murdered this like other kid at apex high school. It was like a group of kids, like took this kid out to the woods like he was missing for a while and then they found him and they had like tortured him, like hit him with like tranquilizers, like all kinds of shit. Like, was, yeah. I'm like, this is me in high school. I'm like, That's what is like going that. on? Like, there's like people getting murdered, robbing banks. I'm like, there I mean, was a, like, there was a kid. There was a, at our school too. There was, um, might've been like a grade or two above us. I forgot the fuck his name, but his parents owned like a, 
a U-Haul storage unit place. It was like him and some other kids were like friends with some dude. And for some, I forgot for what reason, but they like left school at lunch and like went and fucking whooped it, like beat the shit out of him, tortured him in the woods. Then like uh, got the U-Haul, the parents like helped him get the U-Haul from their U-Haul place and like threw him in the back of a U-Haul and then like took him like out into the cut and then fucking buried his body, helped him bury the body. I think this is the same thing. That may, maybe because it was like Not, a group of like four or five kids. One of them wasn't even in school. He was like, yeah, out of school. It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. I, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And I remember, I remember like years later going back to the, like I was visiting my parents' neighborhood. There's like a Netflix about it. I'm pretty sure. I, I think there is, or they're making one or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was a big one. deal. It was like because it's like that didn't really happen in Apex Carry. It was like yeah. you know, it's wild. Yeah, and then nothing ever really happened after that that I'm aware of. But like while I was in high school, there's a bunch of crazy shit that happened. Oh, I know a bunch. I got a kid I know from high school that was a grade below me, fucking Pierre. He was like, uh, you know, they all just fucking hung out with the wrong people. And they fucking, at some point in time, like, were had guns and, like, pulled up on somebody that was, like, talking shit to them and just, like, did a drove by and, like, shot some fucking shots out. And fucking went through an apartment. It was an apartment complex. Went through an apartment, hit a baby in a crib, and killed it. Jesus. He's in jail right now for I don't know forever, ever. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, just like takes- shit like that. It's like it's like you think about it, it's like he's like you know it's like oh it's harmless. I'm gonna scare somebody, and it's like that's all it takes, like, man. Yeah. And everybody's ice, like man. free Pierre, but I'm like also you kill the baby. It's kind of like <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah, it's probably not. Just like, yeah. It's like yeah, you didn't. You probably didn't have intent to do that. But it's like, bro, you it's like you, you hang around with the wrong people doing some dumb shit. Like it's like, bro, dumb shit happens. You know, you fuck around long enough, you find out. And it's like, you know, now yeah. you're in jail. It's like it's unfortunate as fuck because he was a really cool dude. But it's like, it is tough. Yeah. Yeah. Not a cool thing to do. Yeah, that's wild. I did, I got bullied. That's about it. <laughs> that's about yeah, it. No. I got well, I got bullied pretty hard. Um, so I went to this super ghetto school mm-hmm. and um. You're from Fayetteville? Yeah, but yeah, it, I, I, it was in Blading County, which is... The Outside sticks, of Fayetteville or? Sticks. No, no. Fayetteville is Cumberland County. Mm. Blading County is a county right next to it. No, I'm saying, so it's not Fayetteville. So like Fayetteville is the, the place that people know, and then there's like some county outside yeah, of it that yeah, you were yeah. at. Okay. Yeah, it was the Sticks. Um, and I went there literally every week. I was in a fight with somebody else. <laughs> just because it was a ghetto-ass school, and everybody would try to run stuff. And I just have a hard head. I'm like, nah, no, this isn't happening. No, like, no. And uh, delete my account. Every, <laughs> I'll take the ban. And I was like, this isn't happening. Every week, a fight. And my parents were like, okay, we should probably change the school. Yeah, so, yeah. That's why we ended up moving to Cary because I went to like West Johnson mm-hmm. and there was like meth heads and everybody was messing around, beating the teachers up and schools. shit. Yeah, yeah. Where like, I'm Chapel Hill, like shit. people thought Chapel Hill was like this really like nice buttoned up town, and it was, but we did a lot of wild shit. Yeah. Same. Like shit, like there's a lot of wild shit that happened where it's like definitely I tell stories to people and they're like, Where the fuck are you from? I'm like Chapel Hill dog. <laughs> so I'm saying and like we had big graduating classes. Like there's some people I talked to, like, oh yeah, my graduate class like fifty people. I'm like, I like three hundred. I can't remember exactly how many, but it was multiple hundred. Like I didn't know everyone in my graduate. You, you look at the yearbook, it's like five pages long of the graduating class. Yeah, like, yeah, what the yeah. hell? So I don't know. That's how it is too. Because yeah. like I went to West Johnson and that same shit was happening. Like I was always getting into arguments. There was always fucking police like patrolling our neighborhood because people were getting shot every fucking night. And my parents moved to Cary. Um, and I went to Panther Creek. I went to Panther Creek and then Green Hope right after that because Panther Creek was still pretty fucked up. The little did I know, like all the, um, there was five kids that went missing in 2019, I think it was. 
And there was a group of students that were actually like trafficking these kids out of Gary and sending them up to New Jersey and New York. And they, they found that shit fucking out. Fucking Christ. How? Like How Gary. Even, it's probably parents. Fuck? It's really probably parents. Dude, in high school, I was like fucking sneaking my PSP, like... <laughs> LimeWire. Right, yeah. I wasn't like, I don't understand how, I mean, it's sad how it happens. Like people like follow these paths that we go down, but like, I just, it was so unfathomable to me. I'm like, it's literally half the time it's for a quick buck. They, they, they just find it so harmless. But like, sense. They were doing that. Like Carrie, I found out was like one of the biggest East coast trafficking for drugs and individuals alike. Yeah, there was definitely really bad. I know some people that like through, like you're saying parents, it's like, there's a parent that sees somebody they kind of like identify. It's like, oh, this guy's like kind of street smart a little bit, whatever. And like, I know people that end up like chopping cars and stuff. And you're like, mm-hmm. the f- how the fuck <laughs> did, did this, you like? Yeah, they maybe we'd, we'd go into a neighborhood, we'd steal a car, then we'd drop it off here, then it'd go here, then it get chopped and sent to you. I'm like, how the fuck are you getting into you're, this? You're 15, bro. Yeah, like what, what the doing? fuck are you <laughs> doing? Point. You know, it's How like do you get to that point. <laughs> just like, and it's just like, yeah, it's so and so's parent is like, you know, friends with some people in New York, and like they're part of like the mob, and it's like, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck would you want to be? In? Well, I mean, I know why some people do. They think it's cool, or like I said, a quick buck is usually people's excuse for getting into that kind of garbage. I'm just like, bro. I'm just, I, I thought it was funny it. if I, I would chewed paper and threw a spitball on the ceiling. These guys, <laughs> kids, like, I thought being bad in high school was like, there's this one kid who got in trouble. He, like, took a, he put, like, a bunch of weights or something in a book bag and, and like, clogged the toilet and just, like, draped the bag on the, to- the toilet flushing. So it just flooded, like, the whole third floor. I'm sorry, but that down. was just funny kind of shit. Like, that wasn't the shit that's been going on lately. Yeah, yeah. It's like a different like level of spit it. Spitballs and making those little paper tubes where you'd shoot spitballs across the class and mess yeah, with your teammates. Like, I mean, the worst, I mean, that's goofy. We did shit. some pretty crazy shit, but it's like, it wasn't like harmful to people. It was right. like it was drinking and like fucking just like doing just dumb shit. And like being a degenerate, like, you know, being maybe some light misdemeanors. It's like, y'all are part of like a criminal enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just a little are, different. You guys are a syndicate over there. Yeah, like, it's a bit, it's a bit different. Yeah. I, I mean, I think about it a lot too. I'm like, I feel like my parents always had me, like I was in school, I was always the youngest for my grade. And I'm like, man, Same. If my parents had Same. just held me yeah. back one year. If they just started me later, I probably would have been like such a better, if I was always just one year older in every grade i would have probably been such a better athlete such a better student like i would have been more mature like damn why were they like why do they make me go to school so early i liked it honestly i, <laughs> I did too i graduated i mean if you look at me like my freshman year of college compared to my senior year of high school it looks like i ate myself <laughs> and became like you know yeah. fucking super sane like i if i was like wrestling that season i probably would have crushed but yeah, yeah was, you went crazy after that when you yeah, graduated i went, then. I went so i'm a nuts. different person though yeah yeah, I didn't play any sports really. So, I played didn't senior year. Me. That's it. I was all I was like 120 pounds junior year, and yeah, I was right. I was really light, like pipe arms. You already know that little story. <laughs> and senior year, I was like, "Fuck it, I might as well try and play a sport. Nobody's gonna fucking remember me." So I played football, and I put on 40 pounds that year. Good God. 40 pounds Jeez. between uh, I think it was what was it 2019 and 2020. And then at, right after that, that's when I started working out. But, like, I had D1 colleges asking. My speed was up. I got bigger really quickly. And I fell in love with fitness after that. But I didn't really get a chance to, like, play sports like that. Yeah. yeah. I always I, wanted to, I but was I was too, too scared to. I was too busy getting drunk watching the game. <laughs> yeah. I did too much. I was playing my high school. I was getting <laughs> fucked up. There was that group. There's always the group that was, like, fucked up at the football games. My, no, my crazy. friends were playing. It's like most of my friends played lacrosse, soccer, football, and they were all the nastiest. And I'm just like... 
I'm going to go party with them after, but, like, I'm definitely getting fucked up watching this game. <laughs> like, got pre-gamed for that after all the party. Time, yeah, all the time. I like, mean, there what, was always those groups there. And what year did you guys graduate? 2010. I graduated in 2011. Jeez. Yeah, it was 19 yeah. for me. Panther Creek's probably entirely different. Than Panther Creek is there. so garbage now. Like, I, as soon as we moved, we went there. I went there for a week. They immediately switched me over to Green Oak. Damn. Mm. It was, it's just a really trashy school now. Like, literally, Damn, all really the failing trashy. kids are getting, I mean, I mean, we need a high school reunion, so, I mean, they must not be doing well. Green Hope and, I don't, did they have, like, a rivalry back then? Because now, kids are literally getting their ass beat over, like, claiming what school they go to. Like, I mean, people are getting like run that, over, yeah. people are getting shot, people are getting dragged down in the woods for claiming Green Hope is better or Panther Creek is better. It's just a ridiculous Bro, it's just high school, man. Like, literally, nobody's going to remember this people shit. People think it's, like, that serious sometimes. I remember some shit when, serious when, got, yeah, when you're there. It's, like, serious. And now I look back, I'm like, bro, it's, like, so not. I, I mean, it does suck if you're, like, getting bullied or some shit in high school. And, it's like, and like, you got to think a lot of times, like, I was fortunate I had a good home life. But you got kids that, like... Yeah. They are, they're like, they come to school to they, escape. They come to school, they get bullied, they go home, their parents are like fucking arguing, or it's like a toxic home environment. It's like, those are the kids. I mean, I can understand why kids, because I used to never understand, like, man, how the fuck do people start doing these hard ass drugs in high school? I'm like, yeah. well, I guess if you have like a really shitty home environment and you have a shitty school environment and That's then someone out. introduces you to like something that makes you feel better for a moment, like, they curate it, no doubt, it for sure. It's yeah, not so. a good way out, but I mean, people will take any way out that they can get right then and there. I think, I think, like, a homeschool, like, if I have a kid, I'm like, I'd probably homeschool. I, I would. No, I would not. I no did way. homeschool up to sixth grade, and I had no fucking so. social skills. I yeah. didn't know anything about the academic system. I think for me, the biggest, I always, because I went to private school growing up, and I was like, I need to go to public school. I just, like, felt like. Mm-hmm. You learn some real so, world shit. So sheltered. It's like, yeah, public school is like kind of like the Wild West, but it's like you just learn a lot. You pick yeah. up on a lot of things. Like you kind of get a little more street smart. Yeah. I yeah. That's true. You do. I mean, 100%. It's literally, it's public school. It's but I will say private school, there's just like some things that like in my later life of like people that I know or like I went to Taiwan because I like the family, the guy that run, ran the company that I ended up going to Taiwan with. Like I went to school with his kids at private mm. school and I'm like, yeah. Mostly private school. I don't think the education is necessarily better. I don't think the, you know, it's maybe it's a slightly nicer school, but I think it's like the network of people that are going there. It's just like, that's what's elite. But my parents are broke as fuck. If it wasn't for my great aunt, who was a professor at UNC, that was like, you need to go to Catholic school and we're going to send you. Like, that's the only reason I went. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're in school too and you're a kid, like, you don't appreciate the value of like that opportunity either because you're just like, School, I mean, school, and I don't want to go either way. Yeah, <laughs> so I know I didn't, but now I actually do kind of appreciate being able to have those, like, real-world experiences in public school. And, I mean, that was, like, my way out from being at home. I would come to school, and I would stay the fuck there for as long as I could, so I didn't have to go home. I mean, high school, I met, I mean, some of my best friends that, like, Rob yeah. and them, like, that's where I met all those people. Right. So it's like, I'm, those are my best friends still, and it's like, but I didn't yeah. meet them in high school. I went to some, like, other school. Like, who knows? You meet a select few that kind of stick with you for life, and that's, like, good. That's, I love <laughs> I mean, that shit. Just, yeah. No? I don't really have any friends. Like, I know I, one person I'm from high very, school. I'm very, like, unless you think like me, I really don't want you around me. That's, I've got, set like, seven best friends from high school, and it's, like, still my best friends. Yeah. Right. Some of them work for me. I had a couple, but they fell off. Like, he's saying, if you don't think like me, then you can't. Like, I had some really great guys. We would go out they weren't into like stupid shit i mean they were pretty cool they love making a little bit of money but they weren't in the same mindset so they kind of just 
faded away. I mean, there's definitely people that I, outside of them that I hung out with that I thought I'd be really good friends with for a long time. And like, again, it's just like certain thresholds in life where I just be like, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. And they just like, didn't, they didn't want they to didn't go. Get they, didn't, they didn't want to go like past where they were at, and I was like, "All right, we're just gonna." It's crazy how quickly people out. can fall off too. Like, there's people I stayed connected with after high school forever. I'm like, man, I've been that's crazy. I've known them for so long. I still, and then like randomly, one year will happen or something will change in others' life, and it's like, damn, I've been talking to this person in like a year now, two yeah. years. It's just time starts going faster, and faster. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just at least at my high school, there's a handful of people that are on like the same wavelength. What like most people are like. They have kids, like oh, 20, yeah. 21, No, everybody in my high school has kids, kids, family, like just dedicated to like a construction job doing their thing, which isn't, I mean, everybody has their own path, but like there's a very select few people that are doing what kind of like I'm doing. So it's just, I don't know anybody. It didn't else. make sense to stay connected. Where do you see yourself like 10 years from now? If it was, if it was like everything worked out the way you wanted to, what, what do you like? What's like on your. My biggest goal ever since high school has just been real estate. Um, I just want passive income so I can do what I actually want to do. I get Phil, I'll tell you, about, I'll tell you passive. about passive. Yeah. Passive real estate income doesn't yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. exist. Well, you know. It does. Listen, a little bit hands off. There's some. Like, I sell a house and it's appreciated. Like, that's passive. Like, I can't do anything about, like, the, but it could also go the other way too, right? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it all takes work. Like, we would just think it's like, I'm going to collect this check. I'm like... Yeah, so your water you think you, you could go, yeah, you think that you could buy some property and go chill in Costa Rica for five years and not have to touch anything? You're smoking. Like, yeah. there's work required. You have to have the right infrastructure, the right team. Management, yeah, yeah. But there is some, like, passive benefits that aren't, like, every day you have to be working towards it that come from real estate. Right. But it all takes work. And especially if you want it to, like, be something that's that you can rely on 30 years from now, 40 years from now, I was like, where are you going to have to put in work for that? Yeah. Is it easier than clocking in every single day? I think when people say passive, that's the what difference I mean. is somebody has a job they don't fucking like, they're in it every day, exactly. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. and it's a yeah. grind and they work at a bank and they fucking hate it. It's like, that's a lot more passive, like working on real estate and building it out because you enjoy it more and you like it. That's what but, I would consider passive. But like, that's, some people are like, oh, yeah, I could just like, go to Bahamas and lay on a hammock <laughs> for five years and like not touch them. Like, bro, that thing is going to be decrepit. I mean, yeah, everything yeah, requires yeah. work. Anything that's worth having requires work. You're never going to be able to sit on your ass and do absolutely jack shit. Nah, man, yeah. follow some people on Instagram and you can definitely <laughs> yeah. just buy the course. Kick it out of the course. You can do nothing, just buy the course. What about you, Jay? What's your like 10-year vision? 10-year uh, vision? Kind of wanted to, I mean, I actually enjoy working. So I enjoy staying now? busy. What's that? How old are you now? 21. Good God. Yeah, I'm kind of a baby. <laughs> well, how old are you? You're not. 22. Yeah, you're 22. Good 22. God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Literally almost 10 years old. You're 10 years older than Jay. Yeah. Wow, look at that. So in 10 years. There's a lot to learn. 10 years in your Phillips age. Yeah. What would, what would your life be like? Um, I mean, I would like to automate uh, my media company because I, me personally, like I said, I love working. I love creating content. So. I want to have an automated media company so I can keep creating, whether it's having a car page or whether I'm providing value on how to grow. I'm always going to make fitness content. I love making content. I want to be able to have that automated. I want to be able to have a little bit of real estate, be able to go around, fly my family around, put my family away, and just enjoy life, you know? I think the goal for, for me and for both of us kind of is, like, not to have to worry about a bill. That's literally like, it. Like, have the money there and just, like, still... I don't think I'm ever going to like stop working. Like I no, retire. Like yeah, it doesn't for me, at least right now at this age, obviously things can change when you, 
you know, 60, 70, but right. Like for now it's like, I just want to keep doing this, just scale it up and not have to worry about anything. Yeah. I, I like, I like, I remember that. I was going to ask you like 10, now that since you're like 10 years old or like 10 years older, it's like, I'm trying to think of like what my mindset, what, how would I would have answered? I mean, that? when I was fucking their age, I was like, bro, if I could just get out of credit card debt, and go and actually buy sixty dollars worth of gas for my car, which would be a full tank, and that wouldn't deplete all my money. I made it. Yeah, like that was like my good goal. thing. You had that credit being card. comfortable. Good thing it you know the like, gas hack, the yeah. one dollar gas hack, the one dollar gas hack. That's, That's the most thing. popular video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I'd have like a credit card with a two hundred dollar limit, and I know that, and I don't know if it's changed now, but back then. If you went to a gas station, you slide it, slide your card in. All it does is try to authorize for one dollar to show that the card works. Yeah, because it doesn't know how much gas you're getting, right? So it doesn't go for the full amount at first. It just authorizes for a dollar, make sure the card works. Right. So if I had a two hundred dollar limit, I'd pay off one dollar to be at one ninety nine. Insert it, and I get a full <laughs> tank of gas. I'd go over my credit limit, but it's not going to deny it because it's it's, it's, it's charged the one dollar, and then it goes, and then, you know, I get an email three days like you're over your credit limit. But I'm like, I got a full tank of gas. So I can go do what I have to do. And then like when I'd make some money 30 days later or whatever, then I'd pay it, I'd pay it off. But yeah. yeah, I remember I was doing that for Slippery a hot slope. minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, I would fly to contracts in New York. I'd go on Craigslist, pitch somebody a website, be like, yeah, I'm in New York. Like I can meet, like, can you meet today? I'm like, no, I can't. I'm actually booked today, tomorrow, which is a lie. But I could fly up there Thursday. There's a flight that I can get. And I'd have enough money to go up there and not enough money to get back. I'd have to close the contract to fly back home. I mean, putting yourself in a discount, greyhounding. What is it? Burn, burning the boats. Yeah, you gotta do what you worked gotta out. do. Worked out. But it was like I was trying to pitch. I knew the bigger websites and contracts I was trying to get. I was like, they're in New York or Texas yeah. or California, wherever it was. I was like, it wasn't in North Carolina. Like everybody was just so two hundred dollar website, and I'm like, I don't want to be fucking making a two hundred dollar website. Yeah. So. What was the first year that you were just like mind blown at what you had done? Like 2017, 2018. That was like the turning point. I mean, I, one of the big ones was I had a, when I did the clothing company, I had like a guy from, it was literally from Puerto Rico that ordered like a cut and sew, some of my cut and sew stuff. And it was like a $13,000 order. I remember I packed it myself, shipped it to him. Like, and I was like, I'm rich. I made him pay for it up front. And I was like, fuck, I blew all that money in like two months. (laughs) Went to the bars, like. (laughs) We made it, baby. Oh yeah. (laughs) Fucking loaded, dog. Every well, shots for everyone. Yeah. Fireball though. Fireball. No, Patron. Patron. I was fucking. And then uh, I had a couple of like instances like that, and I just like blew it all, and I'm like, fuck. But that was like a culmination of like doing that a few times and things, and I was like, bro, I'm just like treading water in my hometown. Like if I I'm in the hamster wheel, I'm like, if I'm gonna fucking do something, I gotta like, who am I hanging out with? What am I doing during the week? What am I doing during the weekend? Like, how am I spending my time? Is this getting, are these people helping me get towards my goals? What are my goals? Like, and really it was like get in shape and make money. And I was like, I just started stopping out. Right. People will stop going to the bars. Just really just like cut a bunch of shit out and I just doubled down on that. And then, yeah, then I got that office and like we met and then I got into the liquidation business and just like was like low key on social for a while and just like fucking kept doubling down on, what I was doing. And then when I did the liquidation business, it just really took off. What age did you have that mind shift, um, mindset shift? Um, probably like 24 ish, 25. 
maybe. Yeah. And then like, you know, 26, 27, like around then, that was like when Gary V first really started coming out and like uh, saying stuff. That was like Gary yeah. V's like just started getting, so catching some, some, yeah. some trend. Yeah. Some traction. Spitting facts, dude. His videos. I was following him. Off. People were like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. But he knew he was talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. But it just like, I was like watching, I was like, nobody's like into this. And I'm like, but this is like, it's making sense. news early, like you yeah. get on it yeah. early. Well, because you're at that point where it's like, there's two paths, right? You get to an age where it's like some people are coming out of school and they're getting like a pretty decent job. So it's like, if you're an entrepreneur, you might be like scrapping around, going balls to the wall to scrap up like 30 grand a year, 40 grand a year, right? And then people are graduating school, they're getting like $80,000 job offers, you know, your engine, you know, people with like engineering degrees and shit. And you're like, damn, am I on the right path? And then you, some at some point, hopefully, if you're diligent enough and you figure shit out, like you hit a stride where like you, they're capped, and then you're you have like a limitless potential. That was, so, but you you yeah. fight that at a certain age where you're like after the thing you're after, and you feel like you're on the right path. But at the same time, you're watching other people around you that you know you're like, damn, they have a totally different path, but they have it. It has the appearance of more security. So there's like, I remember for me, there's like a point where you're like, hmm, like. You know, that's why they say comparisons to Thief of Joy. You're just like, I'm not trying to compare myself, but like, hmm, did I like choose the wrong path here? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what the fuck? I did I that know. for a while. I literally was like, my friends went to school. I'd travel, hang out with them, do stuff. I was running my clothing business and then like started doing websites. And then it was just like the big point for me, I told you before, was like when their siblings who were like three years younger than them started graduating college or yeah, college. And I was like, fuck, I can't go back now. Like I spent six, seven years on this like journey yeah, and I'm like, forward. bro, I'm like, can't be a 25 year old. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I can't, like, I gotta be doing something with my life. And I remember for me, it was like 25, 26, 27, 28. Like every year was just a monumental, like yeah. mental shift. And like my perception of people, my perception of myself, my goals, like my work ethic, and it was just like every year I felt like I'm like, bro, I'm so different than I was last year and the year before. And like, those are just big fucking shifts for me. Yeah. Well, also too, that's like the, like you said, that's the age where it's like, you're I think like, that's the biggest growth spurt for me that I can like genuinely yeah, be like, I remember. And it was like, I remember being like, that was my biggest leap from like being with everybody else and like where I'm at now, like that was the biggest growth spurt for me. Like 25 to yeah. 28. Like setting huge. yourself apart. Really. Well, I feel like, cause it's like, that's the age where like no one can hang out anymore. Everyone's like starting to grow up. So you're like, if you're on. not, you're just like, fuck, what am I doing? Kind of you by know? yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like, you know, when you're younger, right? Like the age you guys are at, it's like, everyone's kind of still trying to figure it out. So it's like, people yeah. are still more flexible and they don't have families yet. A lot of times, or they're not in like a serious relationship. Yet. So everyone's like more available. And it's easy to kind of throttle that line. And then like Phil saying, you hit like a certain age where it's like, damn, no one's around. Everyone's got like a life that they're dealing with and like doing right. shit. No I also think social media has probably sped that up. Like, yeah. Sure I, you I started like at a younger, like, like yeah. I, Instagram was just becoming a thing. You know, it's like these yeah. things yeah. that were like, it's like when I was building websites, like Shopify just had come out. Mm -hmm. Like it was before that was like big commerce and you were doing WooCommerce off of fucking WordPress. Like, that was just like when all these tools and things coming out. It's like, I feel like now it's like the learning curve on that or the availability of the information is so much, it's just yeah. in front of you. It's so much more accessible. It's like, yeah, for me, it was 25, 26, 27, 28, but it could be easily now 21, 22, 23, 24, yeah, right. if you're looking for that stuff. Yeah. We have these tools too, right? It's like, I think AI, it's like, I think the value is like, if you're, 
Like I think about sometimes it's like, you know, I'm sitting here right now. It's like, man, you realize like, I don't know, Minecraft is like a little older, but then you realize like, well, my skill set is and like, I think I'm really good at like attracting the right talent and finding good people to work with. I think I'm really good at like evangelizing new stuff. Like I'm an early adopter. It's like I've been, when AI, I'm like, I've been using this for like three years. And did I think that it would become what it has now? I'm like, no, but I'm familiar with it. So I'm just like, you know, I think having that interest in like, what's up and coming has been a good skill. Cause it's like you, it's way easier to identify like talent and things that are coming up. And so even though it's like, we're getting older, if you have that mindset, you can always like identify the next thing. So like I look at AI and I'm like, man, this is like when people, when shop fighters came out, it's like we were young and we were like, this is way different. Like this is the thing. Yeah. It's like these tools are going to be legendary. And some people older than us were like, no, like that's not da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking at like the AI stuff. I'm like, there's a gap of time here where like some people are going to make shit that's going to like pave the, is going to be the, in, the Instagram of this, you know, the, the few things that last like the next 10, 20 years built off of this technology. And I'm like, it'd be dumb not to be paying attention to what is going on with it. Cause it's like, if you don't, then you're going to be trying to catch up while people are iterating it. Version two, three, four, like people still aren't even using the first chat GPT and they've got no, four now. And it's most like people aren't applying astronomically. That more intelligent and better just like it's gonna be a lot harder to close that gap yeah. for people that aren't that's one thing I'll, I'll brag about jay he's he's 100 like that like this dude's like i told you he's always constantly staying updated and i'm like what? like what are you i mean there's about? just so much opportunity yeah, with it like people you know a lot. tiktok is gonna get banned or whatever in america people are already um there's american developers there's this group that's like five kids right now and they're developing a new tiktok using chat gpt and it's copied all of the algorithms, all of the metrics that the TikTok uses. Like looking at the screen, your camera on your phone is looking at your eyes to see where you're looking on your phone. It's pretty wild. It I has believe it. Everything yeah. down. And they're using ChatGPT to recreate TikTok. So when it gets banned, their app will immediately blow up. They're trying to do the exact same thing. It's pretty yeah. Awesome, which uh, is crazy. I remember there's, uh, you've met Ritwick before, right? No. He's like an Indian kid I was friends with at Chapel Hill. Super bright guy. I mean, but like he made this thing called Flappy, I'm pretty sure. It's like he was like learning development when he was young. He went to like, uh, what's that magnet school in Raleigh? I can't remember. Like it was a magnet school, you know, for all the smart kids. But he had this like app that I'm pretty sure he sold when he was like 14 because they took Flappy Bird down. He's like, all right, Flappy Yeet. He was like uh, playing off the Yeezys. The Yeezys were flying. He sold this thing. He was 15. He's just never, you know, totally life changing. So I don't know. All that to say, I think it's like, being aware of like what's coming up it's like if you went into a room and just said that to people that had no familiarity with like ai they would they would be like it. that's so far off like maybe it's possible but it's so far off i'm not going to worry about it when it's like if you're aware of it you're like no that's probably like really possible and like not far off because i mean there's a lot of potential i think of it now i'm like man these tools have probably been already doing a lot it's like we have a consumer version now it's like think about how long like maybe the government or other yeah. other people that have been aware of this have been utilizing these tools like I remember even Microsoft was like when they announced uh, GPT four, Microsoft weeks they were like, oh yeah, like our whole model was actually Chat GPT. It was like GPT four the whole time. We just didn't announce that. Yeah. So people were using GPT four, not realizing it and training that model. Yeah, a lot of websites developed that to help. And now it's like you can that. just take all these different large language models and like really build anything. And it's like even thing I was explaining yesterday. It's like I don't fully grasp it, but I'm like all I know is if you have a big, big data set, you can train. AI on it and then you can have your own AI that just like knows your shit it's just crazy
It's That's like, exactly what I need to be running with my social media. I just have to find a way to implement it and put it on a macro and actually get it to automate. That's well, I'm not having but the to thing is, like, everyone's thinking, I think everyone with AI, they're thinking, like, how can I use this to, like, you know, shortcut what I need to do on a daily basis versus, like, how can I leverage this to build something that no one else is going to be able to catch mm-hmm. up to? It's yeah. like, the, I think of that movie Limitless, right? Everyone was like, how can I get the NZT and, like, be wired on this thing? And then at the end of it, he's like... I'm just going to take this thing and figure out a way to like wean myself off of this. So I don't have to take this anymore. Yeah. And he was like, the, you know, like he was the guy, you know, so he just thought a lot outside of the box and didn't get caught up in like trying to like use it to have a shortcut. He was like, I'm going to leverage this to like really pull ahead when this thing inevitably runs out. And I think it's like what AI, like where we're at with is like, if you can use it to create something that then everyone else is like, Oh shit. Then you can build it and use it. Like, that's going to be the new thing. Yeah. Cause there's so many antiquated businesses that are so far off from incorporating that. It's like, I was even thinking it was like Zillow. It's like, if there's like an API to pull that information somewhere. It's like you could create a large language model and like have your Bro, own, like there's, there's not even businesses using social media. No, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's yeah. like, they're far behind, <laughs> but it's like, it's coming and it's like, it's already here. And it's just like, people don't realize. So that's kind of the opportunity for people like us who are acquainted with this kind of software and how important social media is that completely builds a whole business model for us to offer to these businesses. They don't even, they're not going to be doing it on the back end. Yeah. We're just going to offer it and we benefit from the whole thing. Yeah. That's it. It's possible. The the thing that's exciting, I think, like being a little older now is like, it's like there's like, uh, and it's not, it's no knockoff. Like I remember being like so enthusiastic. I remember when I was younger, I was like, for some reason, I thought everything would be so. It's like this is so simple. You know what I mean? Like you just have the mindset of like this is so simple to figure out. I just need to do this, this, this. That's the unstoppable. And then now, like you're you're old, you're like you're older. You're like it's not that you're like think stuff's not possible. You're just like you're like a little jaded to like the level of like bullshit that comes along with doing anything new where you're like it's possible but it's like is the juice worth the squeeze for that like i know it's not going to go the way i think it's going to go you yeah. know is it worth doing that or should i tr- apply my energy towards this thing so it's right. funny how like you get a little older and you're just like i, w- I don't know if jaded's the right word but you're just like a little bit more like aware you're like your experience and how things are actually going to go not that uh the mindset of it's yeah like the zell the zell goes away a little bit because like you're you, you realize like things always end so far off the radar from where you expect or think that they'll go. It's kind of like right. with you people that are like really anxious. It's like, tell me the last time the, the thing that happened to you was the thing that you were worried about. It's rarely ever the thing that you're like anxious or worried about is right. the thing that ends up happening to you that like, you know, fucking throws you off your groove, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, but cool. Sick pod. Sick pod. It's a nice one. Solid. Who wants to wrap it up? We are wrapped up. Wrapped up. This yeah. is the end. So uh, was Who's signing us off? Appreciate the invite, guys. Of course. Right, I, it was fun being on here. I mean, it was you great only picking David guys hold his brains mind. and learning some. Only what? I said only David had to hold my Yeah, I know. My wrist is <laughs> on fire, son. How long has this podcast been going for? An hour and 30 hour, minutes, hour baby. 25. Damn, yeah. Matt. Yeah. You're going to love editing this one. Yeah. Or are you going <laughs> to delegate? I think we might have to delegate this. Yeah, one. I think uh, I'd be happy. We'll to take help it over. You. We'll take yeah. it over. Here, yeah, yeah. he'll help you with that, and I'll make all the short form content, get the highlights. I like the sound. Of, I like the sound of that. Let's, Let's make it happen. It. We gotta get it up. Cool. All right. Yep. Hey. Oh, there it is. Hey. Yes. Yeah. This has been another episode of the Since I Was Broke podcast. 
Shout out to our sponsors. We don't have any yet, but if you'd like to sponsor we'll get Celsius, come on. Yeah, Celsius. Before I make my own energy drink. Well, I am talking to Celsius right now. So. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, we need a Celsius fridge. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Get it in here. Come on. I'll talk to him. Do you know how much money we spend on Celsius a month? Let's make it zero. I think good. yeah, because I'm spending a couple. That could be your whole, could be a whole salary. Yeah, it's like could be a whole salary right there. Yeah. Okay, let's just, let's make that happen. Celsius then. fridge. Yeah. All right, we're gonna clip this. Send it to Celsius. Let's go. Yeah. I got you guys. Let's make it happen. All right. All right. Until next time. Back to the. I'll outro. see you guys later. Peace.